That's right. Welcome in. It is another edition of the Treasure Valley Prepcast on IdahoSports.com, where we break down District 3 athletics and activities week in, week out in the great state of Idaho. We are coming to you on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account with live video. This is something we're going to try. We're going to try doing it live, see if people like it. Uh, and then also, of course, you can listen to this podcast on the IdahoSports.com website or wherever you download your podcasts. Enough from me. I'm Brandon Maney. Here's the guy you really wanted to tune in to hear. Logan Green, our Treasure yeah. Valley expert. Yeah, that's what everybody wants. They want to hear from me. That's, uh, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I mean, my kids don't. There's no dad. Stop it. But. Well, no, it was really funny. I did. We did a game last week, and and I was working with Ryan, uh, Luke, and and he said something like, "No, you're exactly right, Logan." And and I made the comment, "You know what? That is, I'm very used to hearing that. That I'm exactly right. No, just, right in jest, in jest, right in jest. I'm not. I'm not always right." For sure. Well, we're uh, here to uh, talk turkey on all the biggest stories happening in District 3 athletics in the great state of Idaho. Um, and so I think we have to start, Logan, with you mentioned it. you were on the call for some basketball games last week. It was the first ever Capital Classic. Uh, this was a boys basketball eight team tournament hosted by Capital High School at Northwest Nazarene University, IdahoSports.com. Uh, was on the broadcast for all 12 games of the tournament. It, it featured some really fun matchups. Uh, the Baker Bulldogs, the one team that wasn't from Idaho, came in and ended up winning the title, uh, Logan. But we saw Bishop Kelly. We saw Ridgeview. We saw Capital. And we saw Bora, specifically from the Treasure Valley, all there competing. Yeah, and I tell you, Brandon, I mean, I know this is not OregonSports.com. It's Idaho Sports. But, man, that that Baker team was very good. I mean, they passed the ball like I've never seen. I mean, they were very good. And I saw somebody, and I I made the post after the game, you know, that we, we put out on Instagram and Facebook, stuff like that. And somebody was like, yeah, well, I, they went 5-0, and or they went 3-0 against Idaho 5A teams. And somebody made the comment, uh, we have three bad teams. And uh, and I don't believe that that's true. I think this capital team is, is pretty good. Um, and... They would be. They'd compete in the five ASIC. I'm not. I'm not just saying that. I'm not saying that. I have nothing to gain from an Oregon school, right? Loving me, right? I'm on this side of the border. Um, that team would compete, and and they would be in the mix. They were very good, very well coached, and and I was very impressed with their coach. And I think a lot of coaches could learn stuff from him. He never argued a call, and I get it. You know, sometimes you do need to argue a call. But there was a play, you know, that might have been right on the border. He immediately would call his kid over and say, come here. And he would talk about it and, like, show them. You could visibly see him down there showing them what he what they had done wrong and what they could do better next time. Underneath, when they boxed out, I mean, it was they cleared the lane. That was their first thing was, Let's box out, and then the rebound will come to us. It's a very fundamental things that I I don't even I don't do when I play basketball or played basketball, you know. Um, but just e extremely impressive, a textbook basketball team uh, that Baker team was, and um, yeah, congrats to them for winning it. Um, on the Treasure Valley side of things, you know, we we had uh, who do we have? We had Bishop Kelly there, we had Capital, we had Ridgeview, and we had Bora. 
Um, and, and I was very impressed with Ridgeview. I think they're going to be a really good team down the stretch as well as, as, um, capital. I mean, they, they have some really great players, Marcellus clay at capital. He's a guy to watch out for that guy could take, he could take over a game at a moment's notice. And he, you know, he can drop in a lot of points. Um, Makai Durrell as well for capital. He's a guy that's going to get it done when he needs to. Opposite side for Ridgeview, I mean, they, Tucker Titt, they, they're so big down low. And that's the thing I think Ridgeview is going to dominate. You've, you've got Tucker Tiddens, um, you've got uh, you've got Bowles down there, and then you got Korea. I think the three of them are, are going to make it very tough. And and I, I, li- I mean, small sample size, right? Small sample size. But I, I really like that Ridgeview team to make a run of the state tournament this year. I, I know we haven't seen a conference game yet. But just from what I saw, I, I like that team to be able to finally punch it in and and to make some noise. To be honest, uh, they're a really good team. I, I know that the four A has their dominant um, beasts of the East, right? They've got Preston, they've got Pocatello, they've got um, Highland over there, and, and you know those are are not Highland uh, Hillcrest. Um, but this Ridgeview team is going to be good, and and you know I I think they can get to state, not only get there, but at least win a game, if not two. Um, when they're there, they're, they're a fun team to watch and, and I hope we'll get to see more Ridgeview as the season goes along. Yeah. Well, you don't have to worry about, I mean, Pocatello and Preston, don't, they only get one bid to they're state. Only one of them. Yeah. They'll let you know about it too. So <laughs> that's, that's going to get cut in half, uh, yeah. almost immediately. So, um, but yes, Ridgeview has never been to state yeah. in boys basketball. Now, of course this is a school that's still fairly new by, you know, Idaho high school standards six or seven. I think what it opened 2017, something like that. 2018. Right. Um, but I agree. Javante bowls is a player that really was under the radar last year coming into the season. And then people that are really into the sport were like, man, this, this kid can really play. And so I'm glad Ridgeview is getting a little more attention um, because it's well-deserved. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. They were a good team. Fun to watch. Um, You know, they lost that they, they were leading capital in that game and it just kind of, just kind of fell apart there towards the end. And I, Again, and you look at Capital too. I think they're going to be a team that's in the mix more than people expect as well. They're a big team. They're a fast team, and they're going to be competitive. You know, their only loss was to Baker in this tournament, who I, I'm telling you would beat people uh, when the time comes to it. Like they beat they beat Post Falls um, in this tournament. Post Falls ended up uh, they they beat Ridgeline Washington last night. I only say that because my nephew plays for them, so. Um, they were asking me what I thought of post falls and, uh, and they, they end up losing to them, but, um, you know, they're, they're a good team. And so, you know, I, I think capital, I think Bishop Kelly too, uh, they were, they, they were fun to watch. They, they've got a, um, gosh, what's Owen Kane is very fun to watch play basketball. He's a good one. Um, Subo Moret as well for Bishop Kelly fun to watch. There, there was a lot of good players that we saw this weekend. Yeah, and of course, um, they've got a couple of football guys um, as well uh, at point guard, Cooper Cammon, and at center, Raheem Johnson, the Oregon State commit and, for football. And he, did, and he did not play in this mm. tournament, so I'm not I'm not sure why he did not play. He was there, uh, but he did not play. So that was something to keep in mind, that Bishop Kelly might have not had their best outing because they were missing a guy that is so key to them in in their in their scheme. It could and again, I don't know. We're just kind of guessing, but since Bishop Kelly played all the way to the last week of football season for the championship, 
that's all it's always hard to get those practices those in yeah right so well yeah when we went to thanksgiving up in uh up near near you in liberty lake my nephew like had to go it was like the day before thanksgiving and he went like to a practice that night and then the day after thanksgiving it was like first thing in the morning uh that, that he had a practice they were they were squeezing him in as much as they could to hit that 10 practice and and you're right yeah bishop kelly going all the way to the end that probably had something to do with it yep um and then also uh you know on the capital side of things um Blast Hilaria, what he's been able to do in a pretty short amount of time. This is his third year as, as the coach. Of course, it's his second stint. He coached the team several years ago. Um, and I think he's really doing a great job turning around this capital program. Their their identity, everything they do, it's all about the defense, right? He wants to get down yeah. and, and defend, and they're going to be tough and nasty. They're going to be a problem for five ASIC teams all year. No, they will, and and they'll be fun to watch as the season goes along. They're they're not going to be an easy out. It's hard to believe Capital only has one state championship since 1980. Right? They, they have it in 2014, and and it's been 40, 43 years. They only have one championship in that time frame. Uh, it, it's kind of hard to believe. And uh, Capital, they'll be in the mix this year. You know, the, the five ASIC gets so many bids to state, right? And uh, and and. It's going to be a dogfight. You know, the top of the league, yeah, you know you know it's a Heath that's there, and you know Timberline's going to possibly be there. But the rest of the league has some some good teams. I mean, heck, Middleton just went over to East Idaho, or the welcome teams from East Idaho. They beat Century and Highland, right? So, you know, all of a sudden you look at that and say maybe there's – maybe they're going to be a little bit better than people expected. So, you know, the league, the middle, you know, that top outside, you know, there's a Waiheath. Right. And then there's the rest of the league. And I think that, that, that it's going to be a dogfight in there. Yeah. You know, we, uh, of course, just launched all of our boys basketball previews up on the site, idahosports.com. We've got previews for every conference in the entire state of Idaho, 5A all the way down to 1AD2 with uh, c- coaches, quotes, players to watch, storylines, all that good stuff. So that's all right at, top, at the top of the homepage at idahosports.com. You can check that out. Um, Oh, sorry, Bless Logan. Bless wow. <laughs> Good thing we're doing this live. That's fun. Um, can't edit that out. Uh, anyways, uh, we also in conjunction poll all of the coaches, right? And ask them to predict how the league is going to shake out our preseason coaches poll for, for the Southern Idaho conference five, a edition was pretty clear cut. There's kind of a top three, a Meridian Eagle. They were ranked in that order. One, two, three. Then I'd say there's a bit of a drop off. And from there, Really, it, it can be anybody's spot. Um, Capital was picked sixth in the preseason poll. Bora was picked 12th, but I was pretty impressed with the Lions and how they were able to compete. Uh, of course, they had to play Baker to start, but then yeah. their next two losses were were very tight. They lost to Bishop Kelly, 49-46. They lost to Blackfoot, 54-47. to Jeremy Dennis is a really good coach. They've got uh, the Lucan Gay kid who transferred in from CUNA. Yeah. Um, and he he had so many and, and again it's like a basketball game can change if three of those shots at the rim go in and and you got to think I don't, somebody needed to check that that rim for grease up there cuz he had so many shots that were two-thirds of the way down and just came out and so I think Boro will be okay because he can get down low and he can get position and he did it against teams with big guys and he's able to get down there it's just it's just making it go in right it will it go in the hoop and, and and once and, and it, it won't 
not for the whole season like it did in this tournament. Like eventually it'll start falling. Um, and, and that'll be something to watch out for. I think in one of the games he had 15 points in the first half and then nothing in the second half. And 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 that's if they can make it eight and eight, right? <laughs> seven and seven, something like that, instead of disappearing, I think that they'll be right in the mix as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, it doesn't get any easier for Bora coming up. Uh, they they host Preston on Friday in a non-conference matchup. Preston's coming over to play some some teams from Boise, and then they they start uh, their SIC play. Basically, it's a non-conference game, but it's against an SIC opponent, Boise. They'll take on uh, Boise High in the annual rivalry game on Saturday evening as well. So we'll be keeping an eye on the Bora Lions certainly as they make their way through. Uh, Logan, I wanted to touch on girls basketball as well. And again, talking 5A specifically, where all of these teams um, from across the state of Idaho have stepped up and said, we're committed to playing each other to boost and strengthen our max preps rankings. So you see teams from East Idaho play teams from Boise teams from the North will play Boise. Um, and we're getting a lot of cross pollination, which is made for some really fun matchups and some really like uh muddled results here in the early going also. Yeah. I mean, there has been some, like you said, I, you, you look at it and you say, well, they beat them and they beat them, they beat them, and you can make the full circle, right? Because, <laughs> I mean, you look at a Waihe, right? That, that they've been able to to beat teams and then and then teams beat them like you thought a Waihe maybe was was ready to grow. And then all of a sudden Rigby comes over in one of those cross-state games and absolutely whips them. I mean, in, in no uncertain terms, right? They 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 took care of business, Rigby did. So now all of a sudden you look at Rigby, and, and I like this because there's so many times where we're late in the season saying, well, I don't know how they're, they're going to compare to the East Idaho teams, or I don't know how they compare to North Idaho. But I think we have a very good sample size of how everybody's going to compare. Uh, we had teams go up north and play over the weekend, and we saw Rocky Mountain play phenomenal up there up north. Right? They beat Lake City by a point, hung in there with Coeur d'Alene. Um, just, just, just a lot of good cross state games, and we'll see how that translates to the regular season. And then, well, you know, once we get into it, where teams start to fall once that comes out. Yeah. So we've had uh, essentially Coeur d'Alene's the defending 5A champs. They lost to Boise by 10, but Boise lost to Lake City. Lake City lost to Rocky Mountain by a point. Um, Hawaii only lost to Lake City by three. Uh, and to Rocky by 10, Rigby comes over and beats Hawaii. There's kind of this like hierarchy of like five or six teams that are all going to be really good and really competitive. And that 5A girls state tournament should be a lot of fun. You know, if uh, if we had a selection committee in conjunction with the Max Preps rankings, that would be interesting fodder to try and sort this out. But we just let the computers handle it, Logan. Yeah, and that's that's <laughs> always what I've said. I've always thought that there should be some kind of person involved. I think that it's fine, um, but but I think a person can look. I mean, I think people would argue against that after this weekend with the college football playoff. But I'm I'm sorry. I I'm an ACC fan, Brandon, and I get it. Like I I get why people are mad that Florida State was undefeated, and I'm like. But are they one of the best four at this point? That it, it hurts to say it, but I don't, I'm not I'm not sure that they are. Everybody knows I'm an NC State fan. We're not good. We're I mean we got better at the, as the year went along, but as a fan base, most NC State fans were like, "Oh, I wish we could play Florida State right now." We felt like we could, but do I want to play any of those other four? No, no thanks. Um, 
but uh, we we wished we had gotten a shot at Florida State in the ACC championship. But we didn't beat Louisville, so here we are. So, and and honestly, it's it's why I despise big time college football. I just can't get into it at all. Um, I I really enjoy FCS, obviously, and yeah, uh, we'll we'll talk about college football. Oh yeah, we we got some college up. football to talk later. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's table the conversation just yeah. for a moment because I wanted to swing back to girls hoops and yeah, I got sidetracked with it. I think uh, you know max preps. There's a whole other conversation to have with that as well that we'll we'll hit on another time. Yes. Um, uh, one other noteworthy, you know, girls basketball story was Parma, the Parma girls. I mean, we know they've been <laughs> very good over the past oh, yeah. several years, perennial state tournament participants. You know, we do our preseason, you know, previews and we, we send out a little preseason questionnaire to every coach and ask them to kind of fill it out. It helps us write a, a more informed preview about their team. And we always ask, you know, Hey, um, what are the state championships in your school's history? Because the official records, sometimes don't go far back as you know, when things were unsanctioned and whatnot. And so anyways, uh, Michael Calkins, the head coach at Parma on his forum, he sent back in under the, you know, state championships section. He said, none. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> I, he was joking, of course, right. but this is a Parma team that this is, I mean, this is their year, you know, we're getting to the end of the line with some of these really talented players. And so Parma had played Cole Valley Christian, Really good 2A team, and uh, as we talked about last week, number two in the most recent coaches poll. Um, they played Cole Valley Christian uh, not that long ago, and Cole Valley Christian won by double digits. And so we're like, yeah. oh, man, you know, this is a tough battle for Parma for sure. Um, Parma then rebounds, though, Logan, earlier this week, and they get revenge on the Chargers in a victory. Yeah, and they beat them 58-52 after a game. They lost by 17 the first time. Yeah. So they really flipped the script. They, they, you know, put in there a 50-point victory over Valley View as well, a 4A school. And so, you know what, maybe a little bit of, of, of growth going on at the beginning of the year. And and this is what some of the coaches said at the Capital Classic, right, is that th these games, they help us when it comes to be state tournament time. You know, they're not going to they're not gonna keep us out of a state tournament because the bids are the bids, right? They are – they're set by conference. You get it by by winning your district or coming in second or whatever. It's all based on your district play. So you're, you're not going to be kept out now. Your seating can be adjusted there. But you're going to learn things by playing very good teams. And obviously, Parma learned something, adjusted, and that's exactly what you want to see at this point of the year, right, is we didn't get it done. We fixed it, and we won. And they're going to get another shot at Melba. So they, they have two losses on the year, right? They opened up with the win early on uh, against Emmett and then had a loss to Cole Valley and Melba. They're going to play Melba in a couple of weeks on the 19th. And so we'll see maybe how they reverse course there and get back into it. But they also have a fun non-conference game this Saturday against Sugar Salem, which also should be one to keep an eye on. Yeah, uh, they've got so many talented athletic guards, Sydney Jackson, Riley Calkins, Cadence Kaiser, um, all, you know, multi-year varsity contributors for Parma. So this is the year they've kind of pushed all the chips into the middle of the table. Will Henneke did a great job in, in his season preview of the SRV, the Snake River Valley Conference. Uh, coming into this season, Logan. Uh, Parma had won 99 games over the past five years. Uh, they they 23 wins, 21 wins, 17 wins, 18 wins, 20 wins the season before that. You can't find a more consistent program. No, that is consistency as you want to see it. It just is unfortunate for the Panthers that they're not 
getting it done when it matters right at the end. And I think all of them would trade out their 20 win seat. They, you know, we'll go zero and 20 on those seasons. If one of those is a state championship, you know, it, it will we'll take one of them in a state championship and lose the rest. I know as a fan, that's what I would trade. <laughs> I would, uh, I would trade five good years where I don't win it for one where I win a championship. And I, I you know, I think that uh, it would be good for Parma in general. We've seen, you know, the football team, uh, struggle the last couple of years. It would be good to see uh, Parma bring a championship home. Yeah, and we're gonna find out real quick. You know, statewide. You know, where does Parma stack up? Because Saturday we talked about this last week, Logan, but it bears yeah. repeating. If you're looking for something fun to do on Saturday, two o'clock, Sugar Salem will come to Parma for a non-conference game. The Diggers just beat Snake River, the defending state champions who brought back almost everybody from that team by 20 points last week. So, I mean, this is this will tell us a lot about where Parma sits statewide. This is a huge matchup on Saturday. It's funny how Parma has gotten some of these cross-state matchups. I remember a few years ago doing a game there at Parma when the girls played South Fremont, um, and South Fremont made the trip over, and it still was one of my most awkward sports broadcasting experiences because there was nobody there except for the team the people on the at the scores table and us and they could hear everything we said so that was that was that was fun <laughs> uh right. but sugar salem they they had a loss to american falls um last night it looks like so um american falls also also good so yeah so so maybe uh maybe a shot there if you're Parma, that they're not, they're not invincible that you, you, you could possibly get it done there. Right. For sure. Um, okay. Let's wrap up the conversation today, Logan, with a little college football talk. We kind of dipped our toes in the water already. Uh, we talk, I, I hate, I hate FBS football. I hate the playoff. I'm not a big fan of, you know, I know we got a lot of Boise state fans that are tuned in. I could really care less who their coach is. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I just don't, that, that doesn't interest me. Hey, we have a chance to go seven and five and play in this bowl game. That doesn't mean anything. I, I just can't get behind that. I want playoffs. I want a true bracket. I want champions to be determined. So that's why I really gravitate towards FCS football. And I know you do too, by the way, our teams, Montana and Idaho, the only big sky teams that are left in the FCS playoffs, Logan. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, uh, kind of interesting, right? How the Vandals have been able to turn it around. It's, it's super fun and man, they did not play very well on Saturday, no. but I, that, I mean, that shows a good team, right? If you cannot play well and still get the win, but it's, it's a little worrisome when you, you don't play that well, but the Montana game looked awesome in the blizzard. Uh, that was fun to to keep an eye on there. Yeah, that was pretty epic for sure. So yes, we love FCS playoffs, and and we talked about you know Idaho players, uh, natives from Idaho contributing to both the Vandals and the Grizzlies. Um, and also, we got a request this week, Logan, to talk about the College of Idaho, that great NAIA program. Because you yeah. want to talk about stacking the roster with Idaho kids, sixty nine players on the College of Idaho roster are from the gem state and all the Yotes are doing are competing in the national semifinals this week, Logan. Yeah, no, this is a very fun to watch team. They've got tons of Idaho kids across uh, the field. The basketball teams like this too. It's full of Idaho kids. Um, I I've, I've been to a couple of their games, uh, football games this year, and they're, they're, they're super fun to watch and, and they're really good. They're really well coached. Uh, and some of these names are, are names that we've talked about on this 
prepcast ourselves and to see them moving on. And, you know, you've got the quarterback play, I think, is the, the is the top of the of the chart here, right? Andy Peters was the quarterback at Timberline, and I think he was the guy there that when they finally won a game, it was like it had been years since they had won a game, and he was the quarterback and took over for Timberline, and they win. Uh, and, and and help them there. And he started at Boise State, and now he's there leading the way. Uh, the backup is Caden Young, who is from Emmett, and you know he he's even gotten to the end zone a couple of times for the College of Idaho. Um, they, they have a lot of great players. They they even have some players that very recently played, even last year, um, in the high school levels that m- might not be actively participating now, but will in the future. I think of a. Uh, uh, Jagger Hewitt is down there on the sidelines from Kendrick, um, and, and he'll he will get his time. Uh, but there's so many good players right now, especially at wide receiver. I mean, John Schofield is another one there for the Yotes that that is just a phenomenal athlete, and um, they're a really fun to watch football team. Yeah. So last week it's the quarterfinals. College of Idaho has to hit the road to go play the second ranked team in the country, Grandview. They've got to go to Des Moines, Iowa. They get behind nine nothing early. They say, hey, no big problem. They get a 31 to 17 win. They are into the semifinals for the first time in program history, Logan. And okay, you just took out number two. Now you got to play number three, Kaiser University. The climate will be a little different. They're going they're going to Palm Beach, Florida <laughs> this week for the yeah. semifinal game. Yeah, it's funny. I was looking to see like where that school was earlier in the week. And, and you look at their stadium and it's like two miles from the beach. Like <laughs> yeah. you can go out of the stadium and turn left and you just hit the ocean. Uh, that's kind of a cool, um, should be an awesome situation. And I think for an offense like theirs, like they score the ball. And I think that's good for them. I uh, actually did. I was the the enemy for them a few weeks ago. Um, I did the radio call for the other team. They called and asked me. And uh, College of Idaho they just lit them up in terms of, of what they could put up on the board, right, offensively. They have so many weapons. And, uh, and their defense, too, is, is really good. I mean, they they really shut down. They I think they got down big in that game last week and then came back and won. Yeah. Uh, and you can mention the school that you were on the call for, Logan. It was yeah. it was MSU Northern, Montana State University Northern from Haver, uh, which Logan and I lived in Haver for three years. It's it's like Siberia, man. It my just... my dad was actually born in Haver. Oh, it is not yeah. a fun place to live. <laughs> uh, that's where my mom grew up. Actually, uh, is Haver, and so. Uh, it gets really cold in the winters. It gets to like 60 below with the wind chill. It's a tough oh place gosh. to recruit kids to. There was a little three-year run. This was before the College of Idaho joined the conference um, in, in the mid-2000s where MSU Northern made the playoffs two out of three years, and they were really good and really talented. My cousin played on that team. He was a running back. He was the first 1,000-yard rusher wow. in school history at MSU Northern, and he was yeah. the first. He was the conference MVP his senior year uh, as well. So. Uh, but then after he left, it just it really went downhill, and of course they're they're not very good now. So yeah, yeah. but I mean the football teams and I mean and the basketball team. So I did their the I did some of their basketball broadcasts last year, and they won the national championship. You could be looking at two national championships in the same calendar year for the College of Idaho potentially, right? So I mean, football's done, right? They're away um, now for the semifinals and the championships. So the championship game, if they make it, is actually played at Durham County Stadium in Durham, North Carolina, which is my high school football field. 
Um, literally, that is where my high school played our football games at Durham County Stadium, which is hilarious. So, uh, College of Idaho, if they make it, they'll be in my stomping grounds. Um, but you know, if, if you're out there, go to a go to a Yotes game. Their basketball games are are extremely fun. Great crowd shows up. Great environment. Um, and go go check out the Yotes in, in, in any way, shape, or form. And the football games, I, you know, Danny um, Campbell, he he's the um, he's the SID there. I don't, I'm, I'm, I think he uses a different uh, term for it. I think director of athletic communications is what what he goes by. But he does a really good job there uh, at the College of Idaho, and he um, he puts together some some great info sheets before games. Um, and they they actually outdraw some FCS teams in terms of attendance at their football games. So it's not like you're going to some little podunk thing. You're going. It's a legit Simplot Stadium is a great place to watch a football game. So in the future, be sure to go check out Yotes football and uh, and go check out a basketball game as well. Definitely. So I, I put together just a quick, you know, kind of some notes here. I'll put it up on the screen. So if you're watching this, we'll also talk through it if you're listening audio only. But we mentioned 69 players from from the state of Idaho. And I would make this full size on your screen so you can see it a little more clearly. These are just from last week's game. Logan, Andy Peters, the quarterback from Timberline, you mentioned 21 of 29, 225 yards. He did throw a pick, but that that's a very efficient game. And then he really got it done on the ground. 16 carries. 89 yards, three touchdowns. He was the leading rusher for College of Idaho. I'm not sure that was the game plan coming in, but he took what the defense gave him. Yeah, he he certainly did. You know, they sometimes I feel like they've had a different guy running the ball. I mean, we can look at it later, but uh, yeah, great great effort there on the ground for Andy Peters. Hey, when you get to that point in the tournament, you just do what you can to win. That's right. And and you mentioned it. They got a lot of guys that touch the ball. Their, their two main running backs are two Idaho guys. Alamar Alexander from Columbia. He had 34 yards last week. Caden Cobb from CUNA. He's he's the primary kick and punt returner. Um, and then he's kind of a change of pace back. He rushed for 23 yards. Starting tight end is from Bishop Kelly. Ben Hruby, uh, three catches for 17 yards. Gavin Ozuna from Sentinel or for Sentinel Centennial. Wasn't that long ago that uh, Ozuna was playing for the Patriots. One catch for four yards. Really, though, the defense is where it stands out. Look at this, Logan. The leading tacklers last week. We're both from Idaho. Chip Mitchell from Tri-Valley and Willie Nelson from Bonneville. Each had seven stops in the victory. Tanner Leaf, Jace French, both from Capitol. Uh, they each had a tackle for loss, and French had a sack. And then Tyler Halford from Mountain View had a, a sack also. There's another – oh, man. Played for Bishop Kelly. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on the name. Was the quarterback there a couple years ago? Um, yeah, Ke- Keegan Crateau. Yeah, yeah, he plays. He's like a Swiss Army knife for them. He plays in a variety of different different positions for the Yotes as well. Um, just, just like you said, the defense is really Idaho heavy, um, yeah. as you can see right there. I mean, that's just that's just from this game. That's not like season long or last couple of weeks. That's just from one game that what 14, uh, 18. 19 20 of the total tackles from were from Idaho hands and three and a half of them for loss. Not bad. It's pretty good. Uh, and then also the kicker is from Skyline. This is a kid that played last year, Logan. He was in high school at this time last year. Jacob DeMott from Skyline, perfect four of four on PATs, also hit a, uh, a short field goal in the victory as well. And then I took it a step further and I looked at the two deep, the depth chart, Logan, to see. Okay, how many kids are actually starting from Idaho? How many backups are there? So here's the first stringers that are from the state of Idaho. And we talked about 
Andy Peters, Alamar Alexander, Ben Fruby. But up front on the offensive line, you've got Garrett Reberg from Bishop Kelly starting at left tackle. Ryan Halford from Mountain View starts at left guard. And then on the defensive side, both defensive ends are from Idaho. Kobe Roberts from New Plymouth. Jace French from Capitol. Uh, both corners. Uh, Chip Mitchell from Tri-Valley, Keegan Croteau from BK, as you mentioned, and both of the safeties, Brady Frame from Cold Valley Christian and Isaiah Griffin from Coeur d'Alene. Griffin, I believe, was in high school two years ago. And Devin Long from Rocky Mountain is the long snapper on special teams also. Yeah, no, they're a very Idaho-heavy team, which which you love to see, right? I mean, college football is what it is. You're recruiting from all over the place, trying to get people uh, to, to better your program. And I, this is a good sign for Idaho in general, right? That, that we can put together a team here at the NAI level that is, that is in the semifinals that is chock full of Idaho players. Um, I mean, I mean, NAIA basketball too, you see upsets frequently where NAIA schools beat FCS teams. It happens. Um, in, in basketball, you've, you've seen it happen before. And, and, you know, you, College of Idaho, the basketball team, you could probably throw them right in there into some mid-major programs, and they do well. And the football team, I think they could hang with some people. And it just shows that our Idaho athletes, I mean, you look at the ones that have gone on to play Division One sports lately, and, and we've seen some people contributing pretty big minutes like Blake Buchanan and Amari Whiting. Um, but it, it continues right here at home for the College of Idaho as well. Yeah, and then just to wrap up the second stringers as well, Logan. So this could be the next wave of the future. Um, Caden Young of Emmett, the backup QB. Caden Cobb from CUNA, backup running back. Gavin Ozuna from Centennial and Javon Soul from Century are both backup receivers, but they both play, I mean, in multiple multiple receiver formations. Marcus McFadden from Bishop Kelly is the backup left tackle. And then again, more guys on defense, both of the defensive ends. The top four defensive ends are all from Idaho. Cooper Leaf from Capital. Cade Flint from Columbia are the backups. Tanner Leaf from Capital is a backup linebacker. And then a pair of backup safeties, Zach Webb from Meridian, Tyson Fox from Valley View. All these guys play on special teams also for the College of Idaho. I think my favorite player, Logan, is Alomar Alexander from Columbia. He is such a fun athlete to watch. Oh, no. Yeah, he's a bruising back back there. He'll pick up, a, a you know, tons of yards in the backfield and, and carry his team and you know, the games I've seen him play, he's just to run all over the field without any without any hesitation, without any resistance. I mean, MSU Northern's not giving many people much resistance. But um, so, you know, the, a fun team to watch, and they've done the playoffs on the road, right? They went up to Dillon, Montana, and beat MSU, or not MSU, but, uh, or what do they call West, themselves? U, UM Western. Montana Western, that's what they say. Okay, so yep. they beat them, and then they go to Iowa, and now they're going to Florida. Um, and then potentially North Carolina for the national championship. For sure. One quick story about Alamar Alexander, and then we'll get out of here for this edition of the Treasure Valley Prepcast. My first year in Idaho, Logan, uh, I had moved to Pocatello with my uh, fiance at the time, now my wife. Um, I was broadcasting just the Pocatello schools on local radio, Century, Pocatello, Highland. Century was the big bad team that year. They had guys like Javon Soul, who is now at College of Idaho, mm -hmm. Titan Fleischman, who's now playing at, at Montana State University. Um, they were just this loaded team, and they were hosting Columbia in the first round of the playoffs inside Holt Arena. And I didn't know anything about Columbia or really Idaho sports except for what was happening in Pocatello. And I'm like, Boy, these guys seem like they're not that good um, historically 
Um, and so maybe they just had a plucky season and they're coming in and, you know, Century should should probably have an easy time. And yeah, I'm looking at the stats and I'm like, yeah, this guy, Alamar Alexander, you know, he's kind of the, the main back and he's he's the big guy. And I was like, but whatever, we'll see how he does against you know, real competition. here. Mm-hmm. That's my thinking. Opening kickoff of the game. Alamar <laughs> Alexander returns it like 98 yards for a touchdown. And Columbia's up seven, nothing like that. And I go, oh. This kid can play. Hey, this guy's pretty good. <laughs> Columbia upset Century. Century went from like undefeated regular season champs to out in one game. Columbia got the upset. I was so impressed. John Hellmendaler was coaching them at the time. He's now at Wendell. Uh, but I, I, that's always stuck with me, you know, this Columbia football program and the way they were able to come in and upset Century in, in Holt Arena. And Alamar Alexander was the big force behind it. Yeah, when you've got a, a college football player and <laughs> a future college football player on your roster, they're going to get things done, especially in the in the biggest moments right there. And uh, we hope it continues. We're, we're all uh, we're all rooting for the College of Idaho this weekend uh, at their game. Hopefully, they can uh, bring it home and then uh, head to old Durham County Stadium for a championship. That's right, go Yotes, no doubt about it. Uh, so yes, uh, we we had a, a specific request to talk about the College of Idaho football program and all the great Idaho kids that are contributing to the success there. And so if there is a story, if there is a topic you want us to explore, to do a deep dive into here on the Treasure Valley PrepCast, we we are here to serve you. So send us an email, brandon at idahosports.com or logan at idahosports.com and we'll make sure your town your team uh your coach your athlete gets talked about here on the treasure valley prep cast yeah and brandon i'll even extend it um you know we we had a meeting um this week what monday and we, and we discussed what we wanted to do for the year if you've got a game that you know we should be at let it let us know sending us an email like you know you know we can see it on the schedule but if there's something underlying that we don't know why this is a big game let us know, and we'll and we'll see if we can make it to it uh, to broadcast it. So not just prepcast items, but uh, broadcast as well. We'd love to uh, we'd love to fill our schedule with some variety, not just the same old thing. Like so, if if we can fill it in, uh, you know, we're looking to do maybe a game or so a week. So if you've got one that we should be at, let us know where we should be, and uh, and, and we'll find a way to make it happen. So um, yeah, we, we're just always looking for for outside perspectives on what is going on. Cause we don't like Brandon always, we don't always know what's going on. We'd love to talk about it and feature it. We just need to know what's going on. A lot of schools in Idaho, you know, like 180 roughly. Yeah. So there's just a lot going on. Um, and, and also, you know, along those lines, you know, if you've got a cool photo or a video that you shot at one of the games and you want to share it with us, we would love to, uh, promote that as well. I know in the past, Logan, we've had some clips like last year, Carson Drake from Horseshoe Bend hit a game winning three and his mom sent that into us or Ricardo or Ronaldo Gomez from Rimrock drilled like a 47 yard field goal yeah, last year yeah. and a Rimrock fan sent that in. And so we love that too, because we want to highlight what these incredible young men and women are doing. So if you've got a cool highlight or, uh, you know, a photo you want to share with us too, uh, of course we would love that also. So, Yeah. Yeah, just send it send it our way. We'd love to we'd love to give them the publicity that that they deserve. 
For sure. All right. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast. Uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, etc., if you can hit that like button and share it, that'll help other people find it a little more easier amongst all the white noise on social media. Uh, if you are listening to this on your favorite podcast app, just hit the subscribe button and it'll automatically download into your podcast feed every time we do a new episode. That's one less thing you got to worry about in your week. But Enjoy the competitions coming up this week and weekend, everybody. For Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey, and we will see you next time on the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com.